1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Hallelujah. Awesome praise and worship this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team. 1 John chapter 4, 1 through 6. I want to start there. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome, the, overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now go over to the book of John, the gospel of John, chapter 16. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, verse 13, just one verse today, and it's in red. That means that Jesus Christ is doing the speaking here. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, or the Holy Spirit, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he, he will speak, and he will tell you, King James says show you, he will show you things to come. Have you ever been burnt in, when you went to make a decision, you went to make a decision about something and you got burnt big time? Or you got connected with an individual and you got burnt big time. How many, lift your hands. Has that ever happened to you? Am I the only one? <laughs> no, we've all been burnt before, haven't we? And the Holy Spirit today put upon my heart to talk about this. Today I want to talk about keys to spiritual discernment. Keys to spiritual discernment. I want to share with you some characteristics about your spirit man that will help you in your everyday life to make the right decisions, to be led by the Spirit of God. See, you and I, we are first and foremost a spirit being. We are a spirit being. We possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. And when you got born again, when you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, the Holy Spirit came on the inside of your spirit, man. See, he didn't come on the inside of your head. Are you hearing me? He come and he resides on the inside of your spirit, man. That's where he leads. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Now, one meaning in unity. How many of you want to be in unity with the Holy Ghost? Well, you got to be led by the Spirit. you got to be led by your spirit man because the Spirit of God lives in your spirit man. So, in other words, the Christian that is joined to the Lord will feel the way the Lord feels about a situation. You, you'll, your spirit man's going to feel the same way the Lord feels about a certain individual. The Lord's going to feel, or you're going to feel how the Lord feels about you maybe stepping out and making a certain decision. 
It's going gonna, it's gonna to become on the inside. You're going to feel it on the inside of you. That's what I want to talk about today. You see, if you're truly joined to your spouse, your line of communication is going to be opened up between you two. Are you hearing me? If your spouse doesn't like something, you're going to know about it. Husbands. <laughs> Wives. Amen. Come on. If that line of communication is truly open, you're going to hear about it. Amen. When they're not happy. But the same is true with the Christian that is spiritually joined to the Lord. That line of communication's opened up. The Holy Spirit is wanting to lead you and I into all truth. He's wanting to deliver us from the lies and deception of the enemy. He wants to deliver us from the false motives that people would have to try to connect with us. Are you hearing me? Oh, I'm telling you, this is a very, very important message. So the Christian can trust the leading of his spirit man. An unbeliever cannot. Because an unbeliever doesn't have the Holy Ghost on the inside. An unbeliever is led by three things. Sin, the flesh, and the devil. That's it. Sin, the flesh, and the devil. That's what an unbeliever is led by. See, in the fallen world in which we live, we are in great need of spiritual discernment. Can you say amen to that? My goodness. And the Christian who sharpens up their spiritual discernment will be a person that will be saved from a lot of heartache and pain on this earth. How many of you want to avoid the pitfalls and needless pain? Oh, hallelujah. Because I, I tell you, it hurts, doesn't it, when you got burned by a person, when you get burned by someone. It, it doesn't feel good, does it? Well, let's go over then to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. And I want to look at verses 12 through 14 here. It says this. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God or the foundations of the word. And you have, you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk, say milk, is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Oh, that's a powerful verse. I want you to notice that you do need the milk of the word. Uh, the book of Peter says you need the milk so you can grow thereby. How many of you know you don't stay on the milk your whole Christian life? You're going you're gonna to become a weak Christian if you just stay on the milk. You've got to move on to solid food. If you fed the baby milk its whole life, my goodness, that baby would die. I mean, it would be weak, it would be gaunt, and eventually it would die, wouldn't it? Same is true spiritually. So I want you to notice, though, you do need the milk, but you need it to grow. We need the basics. We need a foundation from the Word. But to exercise your senses, to discern between good and evil, you need, the Bible says, solid food. Oh, my. In other words, a person that is only being fed milk their whole Christian life are not going to have as sharp of a discernment to judge between good and evil. Did you catch that? Someone who's on the milk is not going to have as good of a discernment. Uh, they're, they're baby Christians. They're going to walk into things that they ought not to walk into. They're going to take hold of some things in their life they ought to 
keep their hands away from. Are you hearing me? What's an example? Let me give you an example. An example is an is a immature Christian that allows Harry Potter in their house. They think it's just a good story. They think it's just a children's thing. Little do they know it's nothing more than a handbook on witchcraft. Are, are you hearing me? I'm talking about baby Christians. I'm talking about immature Christians who only feed on the milk. And they don't have the discernment. They, they walk into things blindly. They think these things are okay. Or how about the Christian that allows rock music in their house? Little do they know they're allowing the devil to walk right in and to have uh, uh, authority in their home. Are you hearing me? That's good preaching. See, those Christians hear the milk of the word, but the solid food teachings are the ones that will take you deeper into your responsibility as a Christian. Oh, okay, listen. The meat or solid food teachings are those about holiness. Those things of what you do need to stay away from. The, the word of God says, touch not the unclean thing. Evidently, there's some unclean things that we ought not to touch. And by the way, that's in 1 Corinthians. That's in the New Testament. Thank you very much. Amen? See, what is more solid food teachings? Teachings about what, what opens the door to the devil in your life and how to shut those doors. I'm talking about solid food teachings. See, that's the importance of growing spiritually. That's the importance of plugging into a good Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. We need to sharpen, we need to sensitize our spirit, man, so we can discern the things that are between the things that are good and the things that are evil. I mean, you know, the devil, when he comes to you, he doesn't come to you in a, with a pitchfork and a horn. Are you hearing me? He's not going to set rat poison in front of you to eat. Are you hearing me? But what he will do, he'll set a nice pie in front of you, but he'll put a little dose of poison in it. Oh, but the Bible, he won't come with that pitchfork, but what will he do? He will come, the Bible says, he will masquerade as an angel of light. My goodness, we need the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? We need discernment. We need the gifts of the Holy Ghost to be an operation in our lives. Amen? So let's talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and our spirit man, the, con the, the connection there. Specifically, you need to know five things about your spirit man from the Word of God. I want to share with you here. That's going to help you in your journey through life and to make the proper and right decisions. How many of you want to make the right decisions? Then let's go through this this morning. Your spirit man, number one, your spirit man, the Bible says, can be stirred or provoked. Go to Acts chapter 17. Acts 17. This is a very, very practical teaching. Acts 17, 16 and 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're there, say amen. All right, it says this. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Now, Paul's spirit, man, was provoked or stirred up within him when he seen that the city 
was given over to idols. When Paul seen the evil in that city, he was stirred up. He was provoked. Have you ever been there before? He was so disturbed by the filth and idolatry, he began to witness. Have you ever been in a situation where something was not right and you were so stirred up you could not keep your mouth shut? You had to stand up for righteousness. Have you ever been there? Then you're in good company because Paul was there too. And we know Jesus was too, amen? That was the Holy Spirit on the inside of your spirit man getting provoked, getting stirred up. He was provoking you to take action and stand up for the Word of God. So don't think it was just the bad pizza you ate last night. <laughs> Amen? We need to be sensitive to our spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God that's in our spirit. Amen? Amen? Now, this one kind of goes along the line, but I, I, I separate it for terminology's sake. Next, the Word of God says that your spirit man can be compelled. You can be compelled in your spirit man. Go to Acts 18.5. It says this, When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. The word compel literally means this. To be impressed. Or to be pressed. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will press you into taking action. Paul was pressed to witness for Jesus Christ. And there will be times when you know that there's a divine appointment that you're supposed to be taken advantage of. Have you ever been there? You knew in your spirit, man, that there was a divine appointment because you were feeling pressed in your spirit. You knew, boy, I got to take advantage of this divine appointment. And if I don't, I'm going to feel miserable. I'm going to know that I have blew it with God in this situation. Are you, are you hearing me? It's the Holy Spirit pressing you. He's compelling you to move forward with that plan. Whenever you feel pressed into action by God, don't fool around. Don't mess around. Obey the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Now, don't get wacky on me. If you feel you got an addiction to alcohol and you feel impressed, you feel compelled to go into a bar, come on, let's use some common sense here. Are you hearing me? No, I'm talking about righteous things. I'm talking about standing up for righteousness. Amen? I'm talking about sharing Christ. Learn to be sensitive to Him. Number three, the Bible says that your spirit can have purpose. Your spirit can have purpose. Go to Acts 19, 20, uh, verse 21. It says this. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in, his, in the Spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. Paul purposed, not in his mind, not in his flesh, not in his emotions, but in his spirit, to carry on with the decision. 
And I'll tell you right now, if you're going to carry on with the will of God for your life, you need to purpose it in your spirit, man, that come hell or high water, I purpose to obey the will of God for my life. You better believe Satan's going to do everything he can do to come against you, to try to hinder you, try to stop you from fulfilling the will of God. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you right now. But you need to purpose it in your spirit. I'll, I'll tell you this. If I were to purpose in my flesh or only in my mind to obey the will of God, well, I'd just leave right now. Amen? No, no, no. But I purposed it in my spirit. I'm going to obey the will of God. Come hell or high water, I'm sticking in there. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you won't get very far if you're going to purpose it other than in your spirit, man. Your commitment to God, to family, and to ministry must be purposed in your spirit, man. See, it's in your spirit, man, where the Holy Spirit resides to empower you, to strengthen you, to carry on in the tough times of life. Don't look for that help in your natural mind. Don't look for that help in your emotions. I'll tell you, if you're led by your emotions, boy, I'll tell you what, you're, you're just going to be here, there, here, there. I, oh, man, you're going to go all over the place. Are you hearing me? Your life is going to just look, look horrible. And you're going to be miserable. You've got to hang in there. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Do you have an addiction that you're in bondage to today? You need to purpose it in your heart, in your spirit, man, to make a break from that thing. Because as long as you make empty promises to quit, and you're led by your emotions, you're led by your feelings, the Holy Spirit cannot help you overcome that bondage in your life. You need to purpose in your heart to obey God and not your flesh, the sin, or the devil. Are you getting anything out of this today? Now, the last one I want to share with you today. I'm kind of flying through this, but it speaks for itself. Amen? The Word of God says that you can be bound in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. You can be bound in your spirit, man, by the Holy Spirit. Go to Acts 20. Acts 20, uh, verses 22 through 24. This is interesting. Oh, what, what's the key of hanging in there and fulfilling the will of God? What's the key of sticking in there even when, when, every, when hell is throwing everything it can at you? Oh, listen to this. Acts 20, 22 through 24. And see, Paul said... Now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Listen to this. When God wants to put you somewhere, he binds you in the spirit to that place. See, I'm bound in my spirit to RCC. I'm bound in my spirit to Big Rapids, Michigan. I'm bound in my spirit to my wife. I'm bound in my spirit to my children. And when God binds you in the spirit, oh, you can't go anywhere else. 
You can, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be miserable. And nothing else is going to fall into place in your life. Everything else will feel empty and unfulfilling. Don't ever walk away from something to which God binds you. Stay the course and don't quit. Don't give up because God has bound you to that place. God has bound you to those individuals. Your peace, your joy, your happiness, your provision and blessings are in that place. See, just don't, don't go to any old church. Let God bind you in your spirit to that place he wants to plug you into. And when you find that church, stay there and grow spiritually. Don't just run off when a preacher preaches something that doesn't tickle your ears. Are you hearing me? Oh, come on, somebody. You need to find out where God wants you and get planted. Because it didn't catch God by surprise that the preacher was going to preach that on that Sunday. Are you hearing me? And catch this now. God created places before he created people. God created the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve. He created the Garden of Eden and then he created Adam and Eve and placed them in that place. Oh, that's some good preaching. Many people have location frustration. It's one of two things. They're either in the wrong place or they're not being faithful in the place that God wants them to be. Are you hearing me? That's it. Just one of two things. Either you're in a place, you're running from the will of God and you're disobeying God, number one, or number two, you're exactly where you should be, but you've got some junk in the trunk you need to take care of. And you need to get planted. Amen? Allow God to bind your spirit to the right place. Allow God to bind your spirit to the right people that he wants you to get connected with. Let God bind you to the right plan for your life. Amen? I guess I have one more point. I thought I was on the last one. One more point. <laughs> your spirit, man, can can and will give you peace about the right direction for your life. Oh, come on. Your spirit man will give you peace for the right direction for your life. Go to Colossians 3, 15. I'm just sensing this is a word in due season for some. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's our leader. He's our guide. He's always by our side. Amen? Hallelujah. Colossians 3.15 says this, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule. Another word for rule in there, you could put this word in it and not do any injustice to the word. Let the peace of God umpire in your heart. What does an umpire do at a baseball game? Boy, someone hits the ball, they run, the shortstop throws it to first, and the umpire says, you're out of there. Well, when you don't have peace in your spirit, man, the Holy Spirit's saying, that plan, it's out of there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Let the peace of God rule or umpire in your heart 
Remember this, if it's not quite, it's not right. Oh, come on. I, I've been there when it, it didn't feel quite, <laughs> didn't feel right, but I kept on going anyways. I tried, I, I, was, I wanted to kind of twist it and make it feel right because that's what I wanted to do. But I'll tell you what, it sure brought some heartache and pain. Amen? I'm giving you some wisdom today. The Holy Ghost has given us some wisdom today. Amen? If it's not quite, it's not right. Temper your emotions. Control yourself. Amen? You can do it. If you don't have rest in your spirit about a relationship, uh, about an acquaintance, about a friendship, or so-called friendship, <laughs> or a decision in your life, then you need to take a step back and just take time to pray. Come on. Don't force it. I'm telling you, don't force it. Just remember, Pastor James warned, warned me, don't force it. <laughs> when I get that call, hey, I need to come in and do some counseling, man. I'm just having a rough old time. Don't force it. If it's not quite, it's not right. Don't go there. Amen? You can save yourself a couple hours from coming into my office for counseling at least. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, I don't mind meeting with you. I love you guys. Hallelujah. But I'd rather you just stop in and we just have a good time talking and not you having a problem in your life. Amen? Amen. I want to see you guys prosper. I want to see you guys in the will of God for your life. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 28, 16 says this. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Quite often, I mean, you, uh, someone might, may bring an idea to me for the church, and you, I, I don't jump right into something. I want to take time to pray about this thing. Are you hearing me? I don't care if it sounds good. Are, are you hearing me? I want, I want to make sure it's the will of God for this ministry. I mean, we can put our hands into a lot of cookie jars. They don't mean it's the cookie jar God wants it. Amen? just the truth it's just the truth um so whoever believes will not act hastily true faith will take time to step back and make sure you're being led by the spirit of god if you truly want to be led by him then you'll take the time to pray about the matter see it, it's that's why it's faith and patience mixed together oh hallelujah faith and patience yeah, I know you don't like to hear that P word, but it's a, it's a good word. It's a biblical word. Amen? See, people can put on a good show in person and yet have wrong motives. But if you'll be sensitive on the inside, you'll feel a check in your spirit that something isn't right and not to get connected to an individual. That's good preaching. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you want, you want to bypass some heartache? You better take time, step back, and pray about it before you connect yourself with an individual, before you make a decision. Amen? That's the secret of success right there. That is the secret of success. If you will be sensitive on the inside, I'm telling you, and you take time, quiet your emotions, read the Word, pray, pray in the Spirit, you're going to get direction, and you'll find out something doesn't feel right. 
Now listen to this. What do you do about Christians that are in deception about a situation? Where they maybe have a false sense of peace about a decision. Uh, you know, they're into something and, uh, you know, and, and you know, I mean, it's not right. I mean, they're doing something, but they have a false peace about this situation. How do you know if you have the peace of God about a situation or a counterfeit? Or a counterfeit. If it's just you thinking this piece up. Are you hearing me? Isn't that, isn't that a valid question? Have you ever wondered that before? How do I know if it's the Holy Spirit? How do I know, or how do I know if it's just me? Well, I want to show you something the Holy Spirit showed me. I found something very interesting in the Word of God that will assure that you are hearing from the Holy Spirit or not. Do you want to know what it is? Go back to Colossians 3. I'm, I want to show you some safeguards here, how you can know that you know that you know it's the Holy Spirit or if it's just you. All right? Colossians 3, 12 through 16, I want to read. It says this. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so, so you also must do. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection or maturity. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Are you ready for this? The Holy Spirit illuminate this so incredibly. Look in your Bible. Look at verse 15. Do you notice that verse 15 is sandwiched between 12 and 16, right in the middle? What's the key? If you're walking the Christian walk with tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, or teachableness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, walking in forgiveness, walking in love, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly or abundantly in all wisdom, if you are doing those things, you can trust and you can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, what does that mean? It means that you have to do an examination of your heart. Now, <laughs> now I could give you quite a few examples. I could give you quite a few examples of, uh, uh, of what I'm talking about, but I, I just don't want to go there right now. But trust me, if you're doing these things, and most, most Christians who are, have that counterfeit peace, they're going along with something that's not the will of God, it's the will of that person. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if they would do an examination of their heart, they'll find out they're out of step with the scriptures that sandwiches verse 15. It's a little quiet in here right now. <laughs> because what is it? What's at the root of of, of, of someone wanting to do their own thing and not the will of God. Pride. They're not meek or teachable, as the scripture said, that sandwiches let the peace of God rule in your heart. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. You will avoid the pitfalls of deception and counterfeit peace from the enemy and from your own self if you will walk and follow the instructions in the book, if you will examine your heart, 
daily. Amen? So today, commit to be a doer of the word of God. Commit today that you're going to sharpen your senses and discernment. Today, determine in your heart that you want the meat the solid food. You, wanna, you want to learn more about your walk with the Lord. You want to learn more about your responsibility in the Christian walk. Amen? Become familiar with how the Holy Spirit is trying to lead and guide you in your spirit. I'm telling you, Corinthians uh, or Colossians 3 right there, if you will do those things, those things are the safeguards to let you know, is this the peace of God or am I trying to work this peace up myself? Because this is my will and not the will of God. Amen? And it is only then that you will live the fulfilling and abundant life when you align yourself with God's plan for your life. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I can just feel it. That was a word in due season. Amen? Hallelujah. Now maybe there's someone in here you have never made Jesus Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Like that song said, salvation is here. Salvation is available right now. Don't wait. You don't know when you're going to take your last breath on this earth. If you want to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to come forward and I want to pray with you personally to make Him Lord of your life. Maybe you've been, you said the sinner's prayer a long time ago and, and you know you just lost the fire. You lost the fire. You're one maybe who is, you're pressing your own plant, your own agenda instead of taking up the will of God for your life. If that's you and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, you want to rededicate yourself, you want to align yourself today with the will of God for your life, I want you to come forward. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you to receive Him, the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the infilling. Hallelujah. Maybe you missed last night the healing service and you are in this place. You need a physical healing in your body. You need prayer. Maybe you need a... Uh, prayer for an infirmity in your mind. Maybe you deal with, with uh, emotional bondages. I want you to come forward. The rest of you, if you want to commit yourself to the will of God for your life, I'm just going to open up this altar, and as the music plays, seek the Lord on your own. Those who need prayer for the four things, meet me by the baptismal. The rest of you, just worship the Lord. The altar's open if you'd like to come forward.
love this song. Oh, hallelujah. He's thrown your sins fires from the east is from the west. Amen. And the love of God rains down through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, keep pressing through. Keep pressing through. Hallelujah. Determine purpose in your spirit that you're not going to let the will of God go for your life. Amen. And if you don't know what that is, take a step back and pray about it. God will honor that more so than pressing forward with something that he hasn't even ordained for you. Amen. Well, I'm just going to release them, let the song play. You guys be blessed. Come back Wednesday. Amen. Fulfill the will of God for your life. Glory to God.